0: I've stopped doing my favorite thing in the entire world, watching TV, long enough to welcome you to this podcast. This is episode 276 of Insert Credit, a show which usually has a strict format involving a horrible buzzer. I'm the unkillable Alex Chaffee, and this is the only part of the show I'm in this week. Instead of our usual programming, we bring you Brandon Sheffield and Frank Zafaldi's reports from Las Vegas in alleged attendance of the 2023 DICE Summit. Apologies in advance for the audio quality of these recordings, but that's the price of authenticity you can expect from genuine boots-on-the-ground video game journalism. Brank and Frandon, take it away.
1: Well, we're moving Retro City Games now. Uh, Frank drove me over here. Um, We're moving Chris Clare, who who insisted that he were here before us so that he could uh, purchase everything uh, in advance. I'm going to go talk to him. Hi, Chris Colley. Hello, how's it going? A little bit of in here. Oh, wow. Are you, what are you, live
0: streaming? Or are you just uh, I'm with are you for doing this for your, your YouTube channel? I'm doing it for the, for the credit you... show. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. So with... we are Retro City Games. It's a probably best video game store on Las Vegas, right? I mean, it's the best one. Well, it's the best one to be moved. They did move. And unfortunately, the, the casualty of the move is that the store, the previous store, used to be an amazing, wonderful, just pile, of, yeah, pile yeah, of, worth of, of, of garbage to go through, and it was wonderful. Um, And now the store is nice and clean, which is better for them, worse for me. Yeah. Um, But these guys are fantastic, and they give good deals, and they're very nice, Um, and I really love coming here.
1: Yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, uh, and remember that you uh, insisted on getting here before us so you could get all the good I deals. D-
0: yes. Oh, actually, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be super mad at what I got. So, oh, am I? Oh, actually, oh, am I? What? Oh, I didn't see go this, go but ninety nine ninety nine for the massive King's Quest Companion. Fourth uh, I I oh, no. <laughs> out of added dollars. Sure. Oh no! Oh no! How to drag bang? How to how to drag X? And the bang? Who's the bang? All Gex's friends and associates. Uh, so, that no, no, no. I wasn't gonna. Buy it. I, I would. <laughs> Frank, if I, I would buy that. For, if you weren't here, I'd buy it for you. Thank you. But don't even worry. So then, am I gonna be mad that you bought? Oh well, you know there are uh, a bunch of other um, Sierra strategy. Guide. I don't know if you're gonna be mad at that, but like there's oh, so no. a bunch of other Sierra no, I'm It's like the Space Quest Companion. Um, nice. and, um The Leisure Suit Larry Companion. Nice. The Phantasmagoria Guide, and also the Seventh Guest uh, Strategy mm-hmm. Guide, which you know, it's not like it's worth. A lot of money or anything, but... the nice, you guys. They have, like, interviews, you know, some They have, like, historical information. I know folks. A lot of times they're not scanned because they're so huge, so...
1: I thought we were going to say about some graphics stuff, and then
0: i Yes, forget. I bought the... I bought the complete TurboGrafx library for <laughs> the <a> Madful Chase <laughs> for 25 cents. Excellent. I'll have it. All right.
1: Well, so says good imports, though. Yeah. Well, those that have an import section, I, I'm i going to actually start looking around. Yes. Okay, well... Go ahead. Oh, yeah that's yeah, okay. And let this skip out? I love the importance. We got
0: here up a couple minutes before you. Oh, really? And it's all you know, nicely arranged. Yeah, with some stuff. Star twins, Jeff Force Gemini. then uh, on N64. Mm-hmm. And very good. We have that Philippi special. special. this store is also great because they actually like sell big box PC stuff. Yeah, okay. because usually the store gets the big box PC stuff, and they either throw it in the garbage or God knows what but yeah let's demon gun destroyer demon destroyer gun for the ibm pc armament for the 21st century yeah the ibm light gun ibm light gun sure why not that's comes with the first do that has uh works with doom oh my god so, so, you gotta you gotta what, read what comes after doom doom decent <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, right it's, it's magnificent. got decent I hard Pure like Revenge of dough forty bucks probably actually a good deal for a nice big box copy of that. Yeah, Taito.
1: I was just on a Retro Nuts Taito podcast the other day, and uh, turns out I know a lot too much about Taito. I like Taito a little too much. We got hard Nova, the hardest Nova by
0: Carl Butter. No, Carl. You Carl Hard Nova again. This is probably a really good deal for like an old yay game in like nice shape, but. We're I'm, not I it here. We're I'm on, you know, I'm on a, I'm on a trip. I have limited, I just bought a I piled for us. Where? I remember that. Tomb of the Pharaoh. Your mummy tomb of the Pharaoh starring Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> See, <laughs> so that's what, yes. uh, but I uh, some really amazing stuff. it said Malcolm for... McDowell, I guarantee you in that studio for five minutes. Where? Five of the hardest minutes of his life. We have got techno caps, sealed pinless cards. twelve k. This is good. This, yeah, it's top stuff. I wish I. Uh... You could. I could. It's so It's better than than we're both currently. <inaudible> that's for Red October. And everything we're talking about, folks, for those of you listening on on audio, is is in the box, and the boxes are in a really nice shape. Mm-hmm. you would love to see it. Those boxes
1: are for Oh, those I mean, with nice Sega CD section.
0: Yeah, previously they actually some big box in glass case. Mm. Um, and I think that was when they had a bunch of stuff that was maybe a little higher dollar. Yeah. Sealed Phaser Patrol, sealed Starpath Supercharger. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's in shrink wrap. Oh no, it looks oh, it's machine sealed. Yeah, that's that's really sealed.
1: We, oh, we have on Bob. Spectrum. Gotta, gotta get that.
0: I was at, uh, you know the place, it's in Santa Maria, World Mm 1-1, and uh, they had a bunch of Spectrum games, and I kind of had analysis paralysis of, like, well, what do I actually buy? Well, Spectrum games, and you had to buy the the Rare games, not the games that were hard to find, but the games made by the company Rare. Got it. Ultimate Play the Game. Attic Attack, uh, Jetpack, and something else. Very good. like, 10 bucks each. That was good. Man, the 32X has gone nuts. Fuck it so much. I... Man, I passed on Blackford for like $75 once. Mm-hmm. I passed on Amazing Spider-Man for $200 once. I, I'm like, I don't know, $200? So i Somebody traded in their whole... Because look, they even have the, the special training pack for Virtual Yeah. Somebody traded in a complete set. For sure. Which one did, which one did somebody buy? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, what, That's all what... What did somebody snag? Interesting. Did uh, maybe peon Sanders... Oh, you know what I think it is? I think it's Knuckles Chaotix because I don't see it. Oh, you're right, and that that would have it That would have That would have been on the point. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, So I actually bought Amazing Spider-Man Web of Fire uh, for three hundred dollars. Oh, the case had been cut, and and it was put into a regular Genesis. spell oh, okay, But I didn't buy it for myself. I bought it because a stir wanted it, and so I bought it. They bought it from me mm-hmm. at at cost, mm. but I got to play it for a month. It was. <laughs> And so I would actually to through it myself on a real
0: project. That's okay. you know, kind of fun, valuable to me. Yeah, it's a nice story to be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Magic Knight Ray Earth 799.99. That is a Actually, kind of a That's it. it's not a it's not a huge discount, but it's like, yeah, you know, but, that that game, it says no registration card. but Another game hits over 1000 on the regular. Yeah. 800 is a good price. It's kind of depressing that that's a good price, but yep. you know, there it is. Oh, nice. Okay, so Huge import Saturn selection here. Mm-hmm. Radiant Silver Gun, yeah. 300. Street Hyper 3, 300. Dungeons and Dragons, Hyper Duel. I bet, I bet Hyper Duel for
1: a significantly less than that.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> I got a lot of these games <laughs> significantly less. <laughs> I've uh, trying to do this a lot earlier than right have. now. Yes. A long time ago. Yeah. It's, it's a long time ago, ago.
0: I went up to my wife. I took I took a picture of, you know, those things that you can take a whole bunch of eggs and make a <laughs> fluffy egg um i showed it to her i'm like he remember this and she's like what she was like confused i'm like oh you... probably." And it was a long time ago um, um terrible i don't have rather Dragon. i have rise of the dragon and have that version because that's the cardboard
1: yeah, version. i don't have Dragon because every time i think about buying it i check it out on youtube and then i hear the guy doing his like racist chinese accent oh i did not know that
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's weird mm-hmm well, I may see about that because I've got let's see, your other stack of games here. I'm Sherlock sure Holmes actually in the cardboard box too. Mm-hmm. Which I think might be a little tough, a little tougher to get just because it was a packing game for so long.
1: Right, well, I'm looking for the um that Prime game that was packed with something else, something Prime. I forget. It's like a it's a em up. Um, so what for a for, for, uh, Sega CD? Really? where well, it, it was packed with something, and and I saw it once, but Prime wasn't in there. The other only the other game was.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: Yeah. I forget. I don't
0: remember what the other game yeah. is. It was packed in with Prime. Yeah. Some other game. Some other game. Um, tremendous selection. From C D M. C D M movies. Oh man, well, incredible. Well, that be the best selection of C D M friend I've ever seen. Well, have first called Lambs. Styles of Lambs. Adam's Family Values. Yeah. I mean toteheads. Toneheads. This is what you I mean, this is this is somebody's incredible collection of only the best. <laughs> it has been. I actually watched Well, I actually watched this Wolves on CDI. Oh wow. Because I, I found it at the first store in San Francisco. I had a CDI. I'm like, you know, I've never watched this movie on CDI. Hey, wow. it, it was not it was not a good choice because it's very good and it's also very long. Cool. Oh yeah. So yeah. to have to suffer through like CDI resolution for that like of time. And swapping discs, I presume. Yeah, you know, swapping discs. It's a, it's a big old case there. Yeah. Discs. I don't have Brutal Sports Football for the Jaguar. Yeah. And I $25 is it's fine. good price to grab that for. Yeah, go for it. Yep, I think I'll do that. Hey, Shemu Limited Edition.
3: 80 bucks.
0: best. I forget what
3: the, what's the, oh, uh, it's got a soundtrack.
0: It's got two extra discs. It's the weirdest thing because it's like a four-disc case, but they cram six discs in there. So it's got a soundtrack. That's all it says. Oh,
1: I remember it says includes original band version.
0: little was inspired by Yujiro. Yes, because Shenmu regular is five discs, but then to get that sixth disc in there, they really had to go nuts with the with the packaging. Yeah, to cram that in.
1: Well, that's video games. I have this for now. Uh, thanks for talking. And
3: bad forever. Bye. I got Alan McLean. You just picked up something. What do you got? I have the Cheetah Girls on the Game Boy Advance. Yes. Girls was like seminal, seminal film for me. Uh me and my my friends would have sleepovers and we would pretend that we wrote the songs from the film. I love it. <laughs> but no, the game is great. It's kind of, you know, similar to like the Barbie games. There's decoration, there's fashion, there's dance competitions. It's great.
1: Have you played any of the more recent things like Style Savvy or um Well Style Savvy is the main one I can think of that is that is like fashion based. Fashion based. It's actually a really good one. And we haven't played stuff. So. you like also kind of build your empire and stuff as well? It it has got pretty deep game well I recommend it. So you're good you're getting cheated girls for the for the GBA.
3: That's why I gotta have that. That's very really good. <clears throat> um there are a whole bunch of like Mary Kate Nashley cartridges I would well and yeah. I was obsessed with like the magical mystery mall. What was that one like? It was like uh, this surreal dream sequence thing where Mary Kay and Nashley were trapped inside a closed mall and all the different stores were different minigames. Oh, wow. She did a bunch of research about it. I like interviewed some of the developers who worked on it and like found the person that was like Mary Kay and Ashley's chaperone at E3. Oh, wow. Uh, and obviously, it was a pretty dark experience. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, the game slapped. She really like the the dance off. It's like a 70s disco style nightclub dance off game. Mm-hmm. But the guy who did the choreography or well, the animations is the guy who did the choreography for, like, the Backstreet Boys and, like, the Toxic video. Oh, wow. Video. Um, and he just came and, like, worked on the game. That's great. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're,
1: like, Channel 5 on the Dreamcast, which is also a dancing rhythm game. All of those dancers were, like, professional hip-hop dancers yeah. in Japan. And I've, like, since met some of those people. And they're just, like, they're dancers, but they're in this video game, so they
3: really... Care about it's that big difference. I think, like, particularly games targeted at young girls do you like fashion. It's really easy to underestimate the importance of the detail of, like, yeah, in that field. Yeah, like the stylist who did the fashion for Magical Mystery Vault was actually Mary Kate and stylist. Wow, that's why the outfits from that game are so iconic. See, I literally expected. I'm rammed that they tried
1: hard because I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily expect it with a licensed property. Like that. It, I don't know. That
3: was like the height of the arcade mesh loop brand. Yeah. Like, really intense about
1: the peak of their power. Making it really reflect who they were. It, it reminds me a little bit of. So, we, right in front of us here is Street Fighter, the movie, the arcade game <laughs> for the Saturday. And I was interviewing like Jake John Hall and uh, Jerry Bruckheimer because. uh True, our guys. Pr- 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 yeah, that's right. Pr- Prince of Persia movie who's was there. Right. Where we was there. And I met this one lady who was just sitting there and I was like, What do you do? And she's like, Oh, I'm a makeup artist and I was like, Cool, tell me about it and she started talking about it. And then uh, eventually come to find out she did the makeup for Street Fighter the movie. And she was like putting all the green on Blanca and stuff. I was like, Oh it's so cool. I want to interview you and then she got called away to something and I got called away to something and I never got to. But I love when you, you meet people who are sort of like outside the craft of video games that mm-hmm. have
3: this peripheral, like, like they're in it for a minute and they will remember it. Well, I think they, they make such distinctive choices. Like they take it away from the expected. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have the baggage. Yeah, totally. I don't think anybody who play Magic or Mystery Mall. They remember the geometric outfits. They're <laughs> so iconic. and I want to pick it up now. and they am with it. It does talk about it like have, they're kind of disappointed because I guess they had this grant. Oh, they're kind of like, doing better. Every shop was going to be this whole thing. It ended up just being like four or five mm-hmm. main games. But I believe there's mm-hmm. four or five mm-hmm. main for like two years. <laughs> so, I mean, they had an effect. So, they're great. They should, they should feel proud. And it was also like a, um, like, uh, Overcooked style, they were running like a 850s diner, yeah. and actually, like, scanning around a roller skate serving people like pizza. Oh,
1: well, no. but I thought they were trapped in a mall. Who are they yeah. serving?
3: Oh, just imaginary people. It's all like dream secrets. So, oh, like, oh, she God. buys a locket or something, and the locket is cursed, and the woman who sells the locket is like a witch. Mm-hmm. And then they, it's like this, they kind of like get transport through a portal, and then they're in this like surreal, mock down mall. And sometimes there are people, like, in the dance sequences, there are people. Um, and in the cafe, there are people, it's unclear if they're real. There's sort of like a beach sequence now that I'm thinking about it. Why is there a beach in the mall? It's
1: a good question. <laughs> I mean, at this point, can you imagine a functioning, I don't know if they have them in Australia, but we don't really have functioning indoor malls that much anymore.
3: Oh, we, we still, have them. we sort of have them, but yeah. most of them are, are nine like hard. five to 10 years behind whatever happens in America. So I'm sure they're all, they're all, okay. okay. Well, you we can look forward <laughs> to that. Great. Okay. All right. I, uh, I'm gonna stop that sequence there and um thank you
1: very much for your time bye forever alright so we just came back from the newer Retro City Games which was the old location uh
0: we didn't even come back from it yeah. no we, we,
1: we, we just, just left, left the car it yeah, we're, in, we're, we're in the automobile now driving to the other location mm-hmm. I didn't buy that much but they had a VHS tape section and uh unfortunately I couldn't help myself um Core and Frank already heard this but uh Al you did not hear the, the the first sentence of this this movie called Welcome to the Terror Dome. Uh it says, In this uncompromising cross between Do the Right Thing and Blade Runner <laughs> As soon as I saw that I was like
0: all right. Was able to, yes was able to combine the two without having to make any compromises. Yeah. I would have been
4: nervous, and I probably would have compromised. compromised. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: that's why, Frank. That's why you're not directing exactly. direct video uh, VHS movies.
1: Yeah, you just don't have. Oh yeah, think. absolutely. You can see it. I'm looking very much forward to this. I have mm. to say, hornier than I expected. Hornier than I expected. Oh well, I mean, it's it's the back of a of a VHS box. You have you have to do that because. People need to rent it. Right. And and by people, I mean young boys. Uh, and so you got to put some ladies hugging on there. We
0: are uh, abandoning this gigantic Goodwill. We are. You know what sucks for buying video games at? Goodwill.
1: Yeah, but it's great for VHS tapes, it's especially in Las Vegas. Tr- oh, okay. All right, well. Yeah. I have a donation drive yeah, sorry, through which is new to me. That, that rolls. Just <laughs> throw your shit out. Well, we should... Uh, I... I, I Next time I come here by myself, I'm going to go there. But, um, so, uh, Frank, did you manage to get that, uh, that that game you were looking at there? Yeah,
4: I, I, I bought two things, and they're both pretty incredible finds. I um,
0: can't believe what you found. Yeah,
4: the how to draw gags. Like how to draw gags. <laughs> <laughs> how to draw
0: gags. <laughs> what <laughs> child was asking? <laughs> I bought, and his friends. I love, yeah, and his friends, who was the asking... I love Gex Only so much, he I wish that someone... If you look at the cover, um, it, it has a what appears
4: to be a teacher's name. So this appears to be a classroom used, so how to draw Gex and his friends. Um, it's got, it's got about, history. I'm very happy about it. it providence. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing that I found, um, I saw on the front counter um, a disc for Quantum Link, which was a, an online service for the Commodore 64. Um, Quantum Link was the home of Habitat, which was uh, Lucasfilm's virtual world. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, ha- as Habitat was only ever in beta, but the- commercially was released as-, as Club Kareem. Right. And um, every time I see a Quantum Link disc, you know, it- it's never paired with uh, Club Kareem. It never happens. But uh, I thought I'd look anyway, and uh, under it was Club Kareem. Now that disc by itself i do have one and it was years of an ebay save search to get one and you know i paid like 10 bucks or something because no yeah. one cares yeah but it was it's just a disc um this thing has a map and an instruction manual oh, wow. and and like a an overlay for the commodore 64 keyboard wow to know what the the commands are right and I think it was just a mail-in thing, so I don't think there was a box or anything like that, mm-hmm. So other than maybe like an envelope. I think yeah, you pretty much had it. A complete Club career. And I don't believe there are even like photos of any of this online or anything. Yeah. So kind of incredible find for 10 bucks. That's really good. They, they didn't know what to price it at. Um, they said make an offer and, and Kohler jumped in with 10 bucks. Uh, Good job, I defer, I, defer I defer to I, Kohler. Sorry, if
0: you if you say make an offer, I'm going to start at ten dollars. Oh, we're going to see where it goes from there. If you're putting it in my hands, I don't know what else well, no, to tell you. No them. matter,
4: like they can't look up the value of it. They, if right. they somehow did, they'd see that I bought it for ten dollars. For ten dollars, <laughs>
0: right. that's, that's the only data that you would actually so. get. And uh, you know, of course, it's uh, it's going into the going to the very best of hands.
1: You bought both copies for a collection of $20 across history.
0: Yes. (laughs) There possibly are others. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm very pleased. I'm happy that that happened. Uh,
0: That's what I like about Retro City Games is because they take in that stuff and they sell that stuff. And they put it on the counter and they sell sell it to you. Versus a lot of game stores that are just like PC discs that could have gone in the trash at another video game. Or right. in in Vegas, or been donated, or or whatever. Happens. Yeah, yeah, de- you know? definitely the. Uh,
1: I don't know what this is. Right. Can 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 go a lot of ways, and most yeah. of those ways are into the trash.
0: And, and, and while you're a resale business. You what? should sell it to someone.
4: You know, um, the the only other stores I've been to that are like that were in uh, Tucson
1: and Phoenix. So I think it's a desert thing. Oh yeah, well, could be. Yeah, in the desert, it's like this plastic is valuable. I could paper my house with it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I could
4: mine for resources from, yeah. <laughs> from this item. That's right. That was a success.
1: We're going to see uh, how many other uh, completely irreplaceable games that you'll never see again in your life that we can find at the next location. You guys talked about the weird computer stuff that we looked at? Yeah, we uh, talked about how they had, uh, uh, like, the big
4: box stuff. Uh, oh, and it's like, Cola and I were looking before we left at, like, yeah. There was just some, you know, some weird-looking, you know, probably English-translated Japanese PC Son Goku game. Right, right, right. And it's like,
0: well, we'll never see this
2: again
0: in our lives. It's just just barely a use of Google. But the the thing, it's just like, there's just so much of it, you know, and it's like, you can't, yeah. So for someone, I'm gonna say what the price was was just forty dollars. So yeah. like the future can screen this. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. At five, at five or ten dollars, it's like okay, but at forty dollars, it's like you gotta
1: think about it. It's right.
0: also it's like what separates this from like so many of these other games on the shelves. Also, you know, it's yeah, all those other games I I've never heard. Of. Right, yeah, exactly. But those were like right. published by Electronic Arts. You know, you know, this is whatever. That can't was. hug every cat.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can do the dangus, which is but, what we're doing here. Yeah.
0: But I, I ended up buying. Uh, they had a bunch of um, older, like Sierra strategy guides, not the old books that you that you drew over with the, the yellow highlighter, those things, but like um, like the Book of Leisure Suit Larry, yeah, which is like a guide to the first X Leisure Suit Larry games, uh, written in prose, like retelling. <laughs> Recounting the tale of Leisure Suit well, Larry. I believe Larry. there's, in, if I remember these books, I believe there is also an interview with Larry Laffer. Oh yeah. Oh yes, of course. Everyone wants to know what Larry Laffer thinks about that. I I, I mean, interview with Gex I would read, but um, but not Larry Laffer. Um, but yeah. So I mean, they were, you know, again, they, they gave me a good deal on the uh, on the, the stack of books. They also had the uh, the King's Quest Companion Fourth Edition, which goes for quite a lot. They had it marked it sixty, and I was like, "Nah, I don't need that for. $60, but for the pile that I ended up getting, which also had like the Space Quest Companion, which is very similar and like uh, the strategy guide for seven guests, that, that kind of stuff it usually usually has interviews usually has like good information in there. Yeah, but awesome. also, oh. you know,
4: you were stuck in those
5: games for the last 30 years. Right, so. yeah, so and I can finally
0: finally yeah. beat every Space Quest game. And then before we left, they had a copy of um, the LucasArts Archives Volume 1 um, right. which was a bunch of, like, like CD-ROM-only versions, basically, of, like, uh, Day of the Tentacle and um, probably uh, Fate of Atlantis was in there, at 7 Max, and... Um, I think Afterlife. Is Afterlife, in there. okay, sure. Six sure. games, the manual was not in there, so they cut me a break. It was the box and the discs for 20 bucks, which is still a very good deal. I'll have to go get the manuals from somewhere and complete them. I don't have this, so I'm really excited
5: excellent
0: now you own that now i own yes i can finally play those <laughs> games because now i own them it's just a really cool uh, box it's a really nice display for those and you yeah. know i have a lucas arts collection yeah anyway excellent
1: very good and we also got cheetah man did you buy it in the end not Cheetah, no, she didn't get Cheetah Men.
0: Cheetah Girls! Oh, cheetah Girls. <laughs> men and Cheetah. Oh gosh! Cheetah. Dang, <laughs> the Cheetah
1: Girls. <laughs> but you, you did buy Cheetah Girls. I put it, I
0: put it, yeah. That's
1: the
0: okay. sequel to Cheetah Men. Yeah,
1: yeah, the sequel to Cheetah Men, Cheetah Girls, and then you got, uh... Cheetah Baby. Just Cheetah. That's cheetah. the evolution, like that. Yeah. Cheetah Men, Cheetah
0: Girls, yes, not Cheetah. Say, we used to be Cheetah Men, uh-huh. now it has to be Cheetah Girls. <laughs>
1: And with that, <laughs> we're in this sequence, and uh, we'll pick it up again uh, at the next location. All right, bye forever. Okay, so Allie found a DVD that is, like, about the most 90s thing possible, even though I guess it came out 2003, and is, uh, wow, it's formatted to fit our screen, so I guess it originally came out in theaters, maybe? But, uh, okay, so the back says... Through a stolen letter, three friends discover, in quotes, that the daughter of a famous local politician is desperate to have her first sexual escapade. The guys get a tabloid newspaper to pay them to get exclusive pictures of the Catholic schoolgirl caught in the act, in quotes. What seems like a simple plan turns very complicated by this trio of bumbling buddies. Ray, Jamie Fallon, of course, uh, ends up having no social skills with women and falls in love with his victim. Likewise, the Catholic schoolgirl has a few tricks up her sleeve.
3: I like that they at least identify her as a victim. <laughs> they're, they're very clear from
1: what's going. On. Mm-hmm. As the tabloid deadline approaches, the guys must find a way to either quote consummate the story or face the wrath of a ferocious publisher. It's it's so it's so weird. She's she's barely regarded as a human being.
3: <laughs> think the stakes are so fucked. Like the issue is that they might not get paid.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. They might not get paid for like taking non-consensual photos of someone having sex.
3: <laughs> I like the bit, the special features list I'm of making off this game because that's, that's the thing I'm more interested in. Yeah. I was drawn to this Jimmy Fallon's hair on the cover. That's uh-huh. the main thing that really drew me.
1: Yeah, it really spiked and gelled it up. And the the tagline is, Ain't nothing funny about having no money. <laughs> A bit enforce unfortunate. Well, that's what we found so far.
3: We used to make the films, you know, yeah, he played with me before that. And... No,
1: not in i Probably not something ever. Bye forever. All right, we're back in the car after Retro City Games number two. Uh, didn't get that much. It's definitely the, the lesser of the two locations. This this year. This year. Uh, yeah. I guess it's I th- yeah, it's always true. Yep. Um, Cole got a heavy sixer. An uh, Atari
0: CX-10 joystick for the Heavy Sixer, which to the untrained eye just looks like any other Atari joystick, yeah. but there are a couple of visual and also tactile things that you can tell. Uh, and I was actually surprised. I was looking up. I was like, wait a minute, I think it's a Heavy Sixer. I had to kind of look up, like, how do you tell? And I'm like, it is. It totally is. It's got a real big springy action button that probably actually sucked to play games with. Oh, yeah. Um. But it was in nice shape. It doesn't have a little hex disc that says Atari on the top of it. But those things cost like $100 for the, for the disc. Basically, Ridiculous. Because they always fall off the top of the joysticks. But I don't think I actually have like a real heavy six of joysticks. So they just had all their Atari joysticks marked at $5. And you know, there's there's something to be said about it's like, you can, you can find things at video game stores if you have all this weird, obscure knowledge. Yeah. Because that is, that's kind of how you find stuff that everybody else overlooks.
1: Because mm-hmm. it, but, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's weird. It kind of is the, like the validation of... It, it's yeah, don't a self-fulfilling go too far prophecy. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like... It's like I, don't, I don't know exactly how to start this sentence, but it, it's like you amass all of this knowledge... And then you can identify cool things at game stores. But the only utility that has Mm -hmm. is that you can get those things and get more obscure game knowledge. Like, it's not actually (laughs) that useful or good, but it, it, it at least lets you feel like, ah, I knew something for a minute. That's why. Well, you know what? That's why I'm like, you know, I'm
0: writing uh, the book that I'm writing about, like uh, the, the collecting uh, square soft games, because I'm trying to think to myself, like, okay, well, what do I do with all this stuff? Yeah. And what do I do with all this knowledge?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You gotta drop the knowledge. So I, mm-hmm. I did not purchase anything, but. You just sell I, the knowledge. I came very close to. Uh, to what do you call it? I came. I came close to buying a copy of the Lords of Thunder VHS tape. So that was for the Turbo Duo. They were promoting it and they were trying to they were sell, sending these tapes out to try to get people excited about it. And it, it's basically like footage of kids in arcades and then they see or play Lords of Thunder and they're like, "Wow, it's so radical." And uh, and and that's the whole thing. It's not very long. It's like 15 minutes. You can just watch it on YouTube. Mm. I, I just felt like I should own it because an additional curiosity about it is that it was edited by Tony Hawk. Um, and people found this out by... It was like one of his first jobs. He was like in high school still. and uh, And a lot of his friends are featured in the video and there's like some relatively well-known skaters in the video who who, who are like 14 at the time Crazy. or whatever people found this out by asking him on twitter because they were looking at the like credits and it says edited by tony hawk and they're like is it that tony hawk and he's like oh man i totally forgot about this yeah it was me so uh very amusing but um, I didn't buy it because it was eighty dollars <laughs> and eighty dollars for a 15 minute video that you can watch on YouTube is uh, that's a little too far oh we're also now passing a dead fries we talked about fries the other day on the show uh, it's very sad to see another another fries bites the dust um, we didn't really explain what it was when we were talking about it but fries is a was a Big box electronics store akin to Best Buy, except weirder and cooler. And like you could find, sometimes they would just import games from Japan, or there would be like controllers that were only sold there that, that came from one some weird lot. Or uh, that was a weird clunk. Yeah, yeah, probably uh, okay.
0: That's just the
1: uh, carburetor. just, yeah. Whatever, no big deal. Uh, I don't know if y'all could hear that clunk, but there was a very big clunk sound. It was like
0: underneath the car. And Under the car, like,
1: you could feel the vibration. It sounded like
0: part of the car detaching. I think it was.
1: There have been some, some of these rocks have been yeah, spilling out. I think sure. he hit
0: one
4: of
1: these yeah. rocks. As uh, whenever the I t- think t- that was a
4: heavy sixer. Controller. It was a heavy sixer. Controller,
1: yeah, yeah. We have to feel the buttons to the see the if they're squishy. Running. Anyway, the <laughs> Fries was a delightful, a de- delightful place. And uh, someone on the forums was talking about how on their birthday, they asked their uh, one of their parents to take them to Fry's, and they just dropped them off there, and they played video games in Fry's video game aisle all day, and, and there's like a um, a, uh, what do you call it, there's a, like a food court thing in there as well, and right. uh, they were like, best birthday ever. So, and, and Fry's had, uh, as we mentioned in the show, they had all these themes. Some of them had sci-fi themes, or, like, there's an Alice in Wonderland one. It was like a, it was like a, I don't know if it was trains or, like, a train wreck, but there was a train wreck there. Yeah, that's right. Um, and there was the Tesla coil one, which was the one I went to all the time, which was, frankly, a pretty boring one. But what I loved that one because the Tesla coil would start up, and it was so loud, because it was a real one, and it would just go... <laughs> <laughs> and and like everyone in the store would jump because it, it sounded like it sounded like an explosion like an electrical explosion which is what it was like a, a like in the movies when a power transformer explodes is what it sounded like um, pretty good stuff anyway we're we're uh, we're going to drop alley off at dice She's going to be the first among us to actually go to DICE, as, as the rest of us attempt to... I got oh, well, I got my badge earlier. Oh, you got so your badge? I mean, okay, if, you went. If that counts, yeah. Straight from the plane to the video game stores. <laughs> yes. Um, mostly because Frank was available to pick me up. And, uh, Ellie, you're going to some Australian thing? What's that about? What's happening with Australia?
3: Uh, the Australian government body, Austrade, are getting all the Australians together and buying them drinks. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing the government does. Thank you to the government. That's They're cool. Listening.
1: That's cool. Do they require you to say that? <laughs> I, I go- love go- our government <laughs> very much. Uh, I'm a partisan. Wait, no. Is that, is, is that, do they like those or do they not like this? Um, it depends. I guess it depends on whether there's an occupying government, who's to right? Say, not me. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Uh, if you, if I fight a kangaroo, I can. Go and go to the Australian luncheon, but um, I don't have the time.
4: Well, I want you to see that this gas station. Their tagline is
1: "Adventures First Stop." Yeah. yeah. So maybe we're at the edge of town here, and it, like off that way is just the bathroom. Specifically, to the bathroom.
4: By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Squeaky, squeak, man. We got all kinds of stuff. Decatur, which I have always felt as someone who grew up here, was like the split between two different Vegas's Oh yeah.
1: That's something I intuited, but
4: maybe there was
1: something to have, have you ever met anyone from uh, from Decatur, Texas? No. They don't like it if you call it Decatur. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because real pride for Because because I found out that they don't like to call it Decatur. That's what I've called this street in uh, in Vegas for, for <laughs> as long as I've known about it. Because I can do it safely. No one no one can stop they can me. They can't get you here. Yeah, they, they can't. You. The Texans yeah. aren't here. They can't stop me calling it Decatur. <laughs> Oh, you bought something. Yeah, what did you get?
3: I bought this actual Robotech action figure. I saw those. Zor Prime. Zor Prime. Robotech's Master's Enemy. RoboTech
1: Master's Enemy. I don't know
3: anything about it, but I'm working on a game that's kind of inspired by this era and this particular hospital, so I'm going to give it as a gift to the game director. Oh, very
0: good. I, I had, really appreciate
4: that those toys that are that old are still kind of cheap. In yeah, i was yeah. actually
3: very
0: surprised. for yeah. they're fifteen dollars each. The
3: odd yeah. is really cool.
1: It is. Uh, people keep saying bring back fluffy anime hair, and I agree. Um,
3: bring back, bring back the mullets.
1: I would add bring back, bring back fluffy anime hair with oh. tiny little goat horns and things. Uh, I'm I'm in favor of that. Like your dragon head
4: over there. I just added five minutes.
1: Oh yeah, this is one of the problems with Vegas. If you make a wrong turn, these thr- these roads are are long and wide, and if you if you mess up and don't take one of those little inlets, you're in for it. Uh, we've added quite a significant amount of time. Is that
3: a separate ad for the cleanest gym in Vegas?
1: Oh yeah, yeah that's oh. a
4: separate. Yes. But it's 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 <laughs> still yes in a in a separate. Wait, that's Town Square. What? That's where we just came from. I'm no curious. way, no way. That's literally where we just came. from. That can't be. It is. It's not. Whoops. <laughs> and there's still seventeen minutes to go. How did, <laughs> How did we screw up this bad? I don't know. Like You're from here. <laughs> the Tesco didn't exist when I lived here. All right. I'm. You shouldn't have said. I'm that. following Google Maps. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's true. I'm literally. We're all looking at Google Maps yeah. right now. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, uh... They, How did we do that? They have played upon you quite the practical joke, I'd say. Wait wait wait, 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 this one? Yeah, Maybe go to the side one. Yeah, the side, one. Yeah, okay. The side okay. one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't that Shelby American logo kind of look like the Intellivision So the side guy? one was wrong. No, it was... Oh.
0: Uh, <laughs> so of now that. we're
1: going to loop back around. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> the side one was wrong. This okay. I, I'm mad at me Las me. Vegas. Well... Uh, All all this is new.
4: I don't know any of this stuff.
1: (laughs) Well, you all don't need to hear about how lost we are. Wow, that's a really big Corona. (laughs) Look how big that Corona is. Oh, I see. The the giant Corona is in front of the Lagunitas uh, Brewing Factory. That makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, wait a minute. Uh, Lagunitas did get purchased. They did sell out. So I guess, yeah, I guess that's what's going on there. Uh, Well, as we drive through this... uh, Perpetually eighteen-minute journey. Yeah, this this trip <laughs> grows. It's not any longer.
2: It's always just
1: eighteen minutes. We're we're, uh, we're gonna let you go. Bye forever. <laughs>
2: uh, you probably can't
1: hear me, but this is the miserable situation that's happening at the present time. We're here at Dice. <laughs> And there's a man
3: who is just shaking acoustic covers of popular music. Uh, Chris Cole loves it. No this
0: offense to him. Of this lady is yeah. into it. I, I believe it's called Cutting or Ruck.
1: It hits hits from the uh, from the 70s to today. is yeah. what is what we're going for. It. And. Uh, it's very no
2: thanks. Um, bye forever.
1: All right, I'm in the hotel room in the circus circus. Uh, I have to apologize for the peakiness of all of the recordings thus far. Though these are lavalier mics that I purchased. If you clip them like to your neckline, as one tends to do with a lavalier mic, uh, it's just peaky no matter what you do. <laughs> so, uh, my old ones got stolen when my laptop got stolen. So that's that's why I don't have that good one no more. Paid a lot more for these ones, but um, not so good. Not really doing it. We'll keep trying. Anyway, we went to a couple more game stores. Didn't really get much of anything. Didn't really happen. Then we went to some dice events. And there was much yelling. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm the only person in the entire state wearing a mask <laughs> at any time. That's not true. Every once in a while, you see some people, especially people that are actually working. Um, but most people are not doing it. So cross all your digits that by the time you listen to this, I do not have the COVID I'm here in the Circus Circus as I mentioned, which is a much cheaper hotel than the hotel where Dice is actually taking place. That hotel costs like a hundred to hundred and fifty dollars a night, which, you know, for around here is reasonable. But Circus Circus costs thirty bucks. And I got a reasonably sized room with two queen size beds in it and it has three people here, totally worth it. But uh somebody, I won't say who, was uh maligning my room choice saying that I was gonna get bed bugs from staying at circus circus or uh uh did i get my tetanus shot or whatnot and it uh it caused frank and myself to both get pretty riled up because i mean the room's totally fine first of all totally fine it's clean it's old this whole place is old it's goofy it's strange it's got clowns (laughs) on the decor everywhere but who wouldn't want to stay in an old, grungy, weird place for 30 bucks rather than staying in a sterile, uh, weirdo place for 150? I don't know. Seems like the right choice to me. And anyone who disagrees is wrong. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for Matthew Kumar to show up. He's going to be the first guest. And then Chris Graft is going to arrive the next evening. And we're going to have a whole crew here in Circus Circus. And we shall see how that goes. I have zero meetings planned despite needing to get money. <laughs> here at dice because they didn't send me the the app that told me who attended in time oops so you know i'm just hanging out oh uh uh, before i let you go another nice little thing that happened recently is unbeknownst to me the lead voice actor for demon slayer the anime played hyper gun sport recently and did a real oh wait matthew kumar is here i gotta talk to you later bye Hello.
2: Hey.
1: Walking through Circus Circus again. How can you complain about this place? Uh, I'm walking by an airbrush kiosk, <laughs> and now I'm walking by uh, City Life USA, which appears to only sell clothing and. uh, handbags shaped like brassiers that have sequins on them. You know. It's all the high quality stuff. Anyway. The story I was interrupted in telling yesterday was that
2: I remember-
1: the lead voice actor of Demon Slayer played Hyper Gunsport. Did a really good video. We have no idea where he got the idea to play Hyper Gunsport from. frankly, not that many people own it. I don't seem so, like... He was, he was one of them, apparently. That's pretty cool. So that gave us some... Uh, kind of a shot in the arm. For Hyper Gunsport. Which is very nice, so... Check out that video if you can speak the language of Japanese. They did a fantastic job putting it together. <laughs> I don't know if you can even hear me. It's loud in here. I'm walking off to a dice party now. I haven't been getting a lot of on the street interviews and things because everybody's so busy. I guess that's trade shows for you. Hopefully, I'll get you some good stuff tonight. Fingers crossed. All right. Bye forever. Ready? I'm ready.
2: Oh, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. That's the so that's that's uh that's what our lavalier mic sounds like at the best of times. Um I'm I'm here with Chris Graft. We uh we, we were out the till l- <laughs> out <at> <laughs> we were out till six a.m. um for no reason, hanging out with um we later found out <laughs> the composer from Outer Adder- Outer Wilds who was mostly silent for about four <laughs> hours. Um uh, I probably should have gotten him to say something on the podcast but oh. I, I didn't know who he was. He was just sitting there staring at us. Yeah. As, as far as I
5: knew. I um, ate, um this morning I ate a uh, a muffin with no saliva in my mouth. So it was basically I, like, I was going to
1: say I don't want to eat a saliva muffin.
5: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, like <laughs> a saliva-less muffin. It was like grinding uh grain and <laughs> <laughs> between, between, yeah, between stones,
1: yeah. So we're 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 sharing one hotel room. There's two queen beds, and uh, Matthew Kumar got to have one because he um, arrived at a sensible hour of something like midnight, and then we came in around six. No, and uh, no, it was more like five, and then we and then we were just shrieking in the room until six, and um, unfortunately for Matthew Kumar, we were he's. At the show now. I, I thought Tyson. he
5: wanted to get caught up on, <laughs> on our, like six hours.
1: That he <laughs> on our hilarious time. Um, he he said, you haven't gotten to hear much from him on, on the show uh, because he's been busy. But uh, he said if he had a rock, he would murder us. Both. <laughs> yeah, he said that this morning. <laughs> he, he also said it last night. <laughs> he was, because we were just having too much fun. Um, and, and you kept talking about how you... Poked your eye out, but I don't know what that was a reference to.
5: No, that's from like the movie A Christmas Story. Oh my God! I shot my eye out. <laughs> it's not poked my eye.
1: Okay, not. it's shot Wait, Christmas Story. Like yeah, it's a Christmas National Story. Like or?
5: like the whole movie where he wants a BB gun, like the whole movie, uh-huh. and it's set in Indiana in like the nineteen thirties or forties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and all he wants is the Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, you haven't seen that?
1: No. Yeah, and then, like, he spends Oh, the, is that the one where he sticks his tongue on the, on the yeah, pole? Yeah, yeah. I've only yeah, seen it. Frozen. I only remember that part. Yeah, yeah.
5: That's a, that's a good part. But, but yeah, he spends the entire movie wanting a BB gun, and everyone's, like, all the adults are saying, you'll shoot your eye out. And then he finally gets one out of the kindness of his dad's heart, and then the first time he pulls a tr- the trigger, <laughs> he fucking shoots his eye out.
1: <laughs> It reminds me of, <laughs> so my, my buddy Chris Ford from high school, he, he now like writes famous movies like Spider-Man or, or whatever. I know, <clears> I I'm not familiar with, with whatever and, and man his, that was. He, he, his, his name is Chris Ford. He's, Spider? He's, he's my friend. Oh, Spider? Yeah. yeah. Spiderman. Yeah. Uh, James Spiderman is his name. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, I couldn't tell if it was a joke, but he was always telling uh, saying that he was afraid of glitter glitter <clears throat> glitter yeah because the movie with our <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh
1: because if you if you like open the thing of glitter it would get in your eye or something okay. and, and so he was worried about it and he said that and i couldn't tell if it was a joke but he he said it multiple times across the years and then um one time in college <laughs> someone sent him one of those like glitter bomb cards, uh-huh. you know, where you, you open it up and there's tons of glitter inside. And um, he opened it and immediately got <laughs> glitter in his eye and had to go to the emergency room. What? To get it removed. The emergency room? Yeah, because yeah, it. wash it out. It, it, it like went behind his eyeball. Insurance covered it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, He has more money than me, so. <laughs> he was
0: like, oh my
1: God. Yeah, I glittered I my glittered eye. my eye out. He was in um, Sega commercials when he was a young guy. You know, you know the one where there's like a mummified guy whose whose eyeballs are looking all around. Yes! that's that's my buddy Chris Ford. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's how he paid for college.
5: That's awesome. Man. He was
1: in a bunch of commercials. He was like a cha. He was that's also one a- of those
5: commercials, like Sega. <laughs> hey,
1: yes, he was also in the. You remember the um, the personal pan pizzas where it's like. A guy was slingshotting his trash out the window, uh, and his, and getting pinched by his grandma, so no, that he could get a personal pan personal, pizza. I
5: know personal pan pizza. Oh, yeah. Well, he sounds pretty good. Right.
1: Who's in that one? Um, for those of you keeping track at home, um, those those were some of the commercials Man, that my friend I, from high school. I was love.
5: In. I love the Sega scream.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> they <bring> that back. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it very much.
5: I lo- I love it.
1: man they went real off the rails with in the saturn era when they were like dealing with those rods and cones and stuff in the theater of the mind or whatever you remember that
5: oh yeah vaguely
1: they were trying to be so extreme and weird and uh man like there was a an ad for what was it it was something like fighters megamix or Uh panzer dragon saga where there was just like Two dudes riding invisible bikes through a weird post apocalyptic <laughs> apartment <laughs> building or something, and it's it had nothing to do with it's anything so
5: funny like all these things the nineties were messed up all these things come from somebody with an idea within a company it, like
1: back then, I think it's like you know the 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 madmen of the nineties were trying yeah. to be the madmen of the forties and so yeah. they were just taking. I, I think it was cocaine is where these ideas yeah, came from. Probably, they, they were just like up against the wire all the time. They're like, "What if we did this." <laughs> I don't, you know, we we don't like to say on this show uh, that X game is like the so like what drug were those people taking? But like they were legit taking.
5: No, cocaine. I mean like we're, we're talking about marketers. It
1: was, so, yeah, marketing yeah. people were 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 doing that. Do, do they do it? Do they take it? Do I they, was
5: I was in an, I was in an Uber on the way to this circus circus hotel that we're at yeah and the gal that was driving um a taxi cut her off and she was like wow did you see that crazy taxi (laughs) i really wanted to go yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. whoa time to make time to make some money (laughs)
5: <laughs> I'm sure she would have appreciated that. Yeah, she would have no idea. She went by Dirty B and she <laughs> gave me a card for some after parties. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, just tell them you got just tell you met Dirty B and you get the Dirty B discount. Man. Yeah, she was really nice though. It it's uh, <laughs> time to make some crazy money.
1: <laughs> Wolfman Jack, I guess. Uh. Is oh. who did that? What the the radio announcer Wolfman Jack?
5: Oh, I vaguely remember. I believe that's who that was. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, or if you're playing Crazy Jump, yeah. no new records here. That
1: yeah. One? yeah, yeah, But well, it was that because you never made any new records. That you well, that so I mean, much? like
5: ninety percent of the time, there's on Crazy Jump, you're not making a sure. new record. Yeah, you yeah. already yeah. so it's just constant now. over and over again.
1: Yeah, you you gotta better yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> sure <laughs> well so far um, Dice has been let's see what what I've talked to a variety of people I told them what's up I had a lot of conversations that I can't repeat on the podcast because I'm trying to <laughs> trying to get money but uh, Frank was talking to a Nintendo's man last night for oh a very gosh. long time and I kn- it wasn't our
5: Nintendo's Dice no
1: one. it wasn't that oh man but okay. I did see him he's so here he's here uh, there's a nintendo guy who comes to dice um he has stopped drinking but back in the old days I'm, well, I'm not gonna say what his name is um back in the old days he was so drunk that's all prob- the time yeah
5: he that's good that he he's not he's, he stops now but all, he yeah and all that's, that's that's it's good that he stopped man but, but he was like like a st- Dock of wheat <laughs> just blowing in the wind.
1: He, yeah, he was really staggering around, and uh, he had like a. There's a helper. Yeah, because he's. From he Nintendo. Worked for Nintendo. He had a. He's a
5: Nintendo executive.
1: He had a small Japanese lady, like, following him around with a <laughs> bottle of water, trying to get him to drink it. And he was just, like, falling into he's, poker tables. He's blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just following him around saying please please drink this.
5: Yeah. And then uh, he went into oh man like it was the entrance to a bar. Yeah, entrance to a bar inside of a casino. We we were sitting The next sitting time we saw him he was getting rolled out in, in a wheelchair. So he
1: uh it's hard to describe. It's like
5: I'm not laughing at like <laughs> I
1: don't know. You're laughing at something. <laughs> Um, it is, it's hard to describe with words. Um, because I usually I use he's tall too. That's He's, why I'm he's really tall him as, as a, like stock a stock of wheat. wheat. Yeah. Yeah. He's tall. Um, so we were sitting outside of this area, um, having a conversation with me and Chris craft. He, he wanted an excuse to come back into the bar. And so he like did finger guns at us. Like he, <laughs> uh, super recognized us, which he sort of did, but, um, in the process of doing that, he lost his balance and bounced off the wall and did a spin. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. And then he, through through so doing, he managed his way back into the bar. And, and then after that, we saw him wheeled out in a wheelchair, <laughs> which I guess they must have had it. Do you think they had it in the All bar? how the
5: wheelchair get there?
1: <laughs> did they have it in the bar or did they have to I order know, it? I don't
5: know. I think that his little assistant might have had a pocket wheelchair. <laughs>
1: Oh, goodness. Anyway, that's, that's, that's a man. And I saw him also at one point at E3. Uh-huh. Sega was doing a launch for their um, those, those Puma shoes uh-huh. that they did, the Sonic shoes. They had red one and blue one. Oh, yeah. And I saw him, this like Nintendo executive, at the event. He already had bought both shoes. They had just <laughs> gone on sale the day before, and he was wearing one of each color nice and and then uh, the, yeah and then the, the that, Brand. that that band um that i don't remember the name of that does the sonic adventure songs like the guy who sings those new metal-ish okay sonic adventure and later songs uh-huh. that um i hate but a friend of the show ash parish <laughs> thinks they're good um <laughs> as far as i know Ash anyway, Parrish, yeah he was singing along with every song he really? and it, he I talked to him here at this Dice, and he was like, that was my highlight. You talked to him at this Dice? At this Dice, yeah.
5: Oh, I missed that then.
1: Yeah, that was before you arrived. Yeah.
5: and uh, But he's he's stone cold
1: sober now. It's very he, good. You asked him, like, how's the drinking going? How do you know he's stone cold sober? Oh, because every time I see him now is during the day. I never see him at night, and he has a water. Uh-huh. And he, But he's never, I've never, I haven't seen him with an alcoholic beverage. And I've seen him, like, 10 times since it that probably time. goes
5: back to circus circus and poke uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
5: sober from alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> just like people who are just like, I am like, I don't drink anymore. And they get self-righteous about it. It's like, dude, like <laughs> you do everything else now. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, anyway. That's good, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I hope this is really compelling podcast
5: content. <laughs> I think so. I would listen to this. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs>
1: I really hope that you all can hear us. I'm I'm hold I'm trying to hold the lavalier mic far enough away that it's not going to be that distorted. But I bet it is. Man, it's so frustrating that this mic. I, I think I've talked about this mic more than anything else on my Dice podcast. But it's I bought one in Japan for like three dollars, and that one was good. about you almost said zero dollars. and It's like yeah,
5: if you're in Japan, you're not going to buy anything for zero no, dollars. No, no, no.
1: Three hundred yen, and mm-hmm. uh, which is more like two dollars or less at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was this this was like thirty bucks. It looks professional, and it friggin distorts everything. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Just like that. Are you saying words when you're doing that or are you just make sounds? I am, actually. Oh, okay. Or,
5: or also like, sports talk baseball.
1: Sports talk baseball. Oh, yeah, Anyone there we go. to play
5: sports talk baseball?
1: Yeah, answer in the comments uh, if you play <laughs> sports talk baseball. Sports talk baseball. <laughs> That's my
5: sports talk baseball voice.
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah okay well um maybe we'll get back at you later with something else if anything else cool happens i'm gonna try to get frank to talk about his conversation with that nintendo man because that was pretty good <laughs> and we're gonna see if we can get into the circus circus adventure dome it kind of depends on um some timing and things but maybe we'll be in there I and nothing to do and you can hear a bunch of uh cacophonous sounds that will sound like literally nothing because of how bad this mic is I'm gonna leave this mic a one star review. I don't usually do that, but I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm not actually gonna do it because I won't remember. But I am gonna throw it in the trash after this <laughs> after this event because god darn. Okay, well anyway. Um that's right. Bye forever. So I'm back home and Frank is at his Ancestral home. I don't know if it was your original home. (laughs) My ancestral home. Yeah, your mom's house.
4: (laughs) My mom's apartment. That's right. (laughs) That I never lived in is my ancestral home. Yeah.
1: That's right. I've decided that. (laughs) And Dice is over. I feel like it was a kind of a scattershot episode. We didn't, we didn't, you know, with, with like the GDC one, we, we go around and talk to people that we see and get anecdotes from them. But somehow at Dice, it just doesn't feel doesn't really feel appropriate because like everyone is a is a CEO and you don't want to you don't want them to think that you're like lower level than them or something to ask them on your podcast. That's how I felt.
4: Well, uh, and I think I think this is a really good way to end this because I've just been thinking a lot about the nature of this show and like how I inhabit this space you know and yeah. and and I imagine you might be too and and I agree with you that it doesn't feel like the right show to do that but for me it's not like an imposter syndrome thing or anything sure. like that where it's no. like
1: for for me
4: it's more that it's like, like I
1: need them to give me money later so I don't want to make any wrong moves <laughs>
4: it's not even that
1: for me it's yeah.
4: that this is the kind of show that really encourages just feeling comfortable letting loose because you know no one's recording you yeah yeah yeah. you know for for those who have never attended which is probably most people listening to this because it's a pretty small show like the booklet that you get when you get your badge has nothing except the personal contact information of every attendee yeah like that's you know, that's weird, right? Like, I have the internal email addresses of people at Nintendo. That's not a thing, mm-hmm. but I have that now. And that's the atmosphere they're going for. And for for me, it it's not, you know, maybe I'm just not as 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 blatant as you right but for me it's more of a respect thing that like i i want to i want to maintain the integrity of this event as well as the the sort of safe feeling for the attendees of like i can say whatever i want because this isn't a media event
1: yeah respect is cool and stuff <laughs> but so <laughs> I, I was i was telling um some folks and uh, apparently chris hecker has been repeating that chris hecker is we'll probably have him on the show at some point because he's like one of the original Oakland indie devs. There was like an indie dev yeah. scene in the late 80s or whatever, um, early 90s that was totally different. But people were asking like, what is the point of going to DICE? And I was saying, well, DICE is where you go so that people with money think that you already have money yeah. and don't need it so that they will then give it to you. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I go there for. And But ultimately, for me, DICE... Um, and you know, it, it makes sense that we didn't record for, for all those reasons you're, you're saying, but dice to me is kind of an excuse to hang out in Las Vegas. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've hung out there enough times that I'm also defensive of Vegas in a way that <laughs> you are being from there, but I think you, you didn't used to be, but the thing is like, That's true. if you've only ever been to the strip, you don't get to criticize a, uh, 140 square mile. A uh, six hundred and fifty thousand person having city <laughs> because yeah. you've you've seen the the most garish and smallest part of it.
4: You've seen the money churning machine in the center that, that powers the rest of it. You yeah.
1: Know? Like yeah. You,
4: you have not you've not inhabited the places where people live. Yeah.
1: To me, Vegas is going to game stores, going to thrift shops, going to record stores, going to good food. I finally completed there's a there's a chef called Chef Kenny who keeps starting up um, Chinese vegetarian places. And I got to have Chef Kenny's Dim Sum, which was the last one on my list that I hadn't been to. Cool. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing that I like to do there. And, and to hear people be like, yeah, Vegas sucks. Like they know, like they even know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they don't like, know. and They don't know. And it, it, it's a valid opinion to have. Sure. But the people who are having these opinions...
1: Haven't experienced anything yet.
4: <laughs> right have not been able to have any experiences that would, that would let them have an opinion. Like uh, uh, your opinion should be uh, not Vegas, but the strip. Right. Yeah, and exactly. and I get the shorthandedness of it, but it's a little bit offensive to say that this entire large population city uh, sucks because this, I never left this one block yeah. that is not a place that people live or inhabit. I mean, we hung out on the strip sometimes kind of ironically, you know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's not you mean as youths as youths. Yeah. Sorry. Like we, meaning not you and me, but me and like my friends when I yeah. lived here,
1: like, yeah.
4: like we would go to the strip maybe kind of ironically or, you know, it's not, it's not a place that you go. It's just, it really is just the place where we milk people for their money to help, you know with infrastructure right like it's yeah, it's yeah. just a tourist machine Meanwhile, there's
1: all these cool museums like the shelby yeah. mu- museum has all these old cars and stuff there's the atomic bomb museum which is wild there's the the um natural history museum that has a bunch yeah. of like yassified taxidermy <laughs> yeah um, beautiful hikes uh, the mob,
4: mob mob museum's actually pretty good i not know if museum. You've been to the mob museum
1: yeah I, I i didn't go into this but as we were uh taking a um a ride to chef kenny's vegan dim sum there was the um <laughs> uh sexual heritage museum <laughs> couldn't, yeah couldn't figure out what the heritage part was like an, <laughs> an inherited dildo or <laughs> something this is your birthright
4: <laughs> your ancestral home that's there it right is again yeah <laughs> your ancestral home is this dildo
1: and there also used to be some decent game dev out there there's not Hardly any now, but.
4: Yeah, there ain't no more, ain't no more Westwood here. Yeah. No,
1: no more Westwood, no more petroglyph. Well, sort of a little petroglyph. Petroglyph is actually starting back up. But, um, a friend, Chris Ainsworth, who used to work at Petroglyph, was telling me last night as we were having some delicious, uh, creamy vegan ramen at Tomy Ramen, uh, how Petroglyph accidentally swatted themselves. Whoa. Yeah. So (laughs) they had a new employee. And every new employee gets a an alarm code. And this new employee was accidentally assigned the silent alarm. <laughs> <laughs> we're in big trouble. Alarm code on, the, on their first day. So on their first day, they come in there and then wadded
4: the studio.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and then suddenly uh, there there's like cops showing up. And meanwhile, the head of the studio is like testing sound effects for weapons. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, <laughs> they're like thinking there's an active shooter inside and like SWAT is, is showing up and, the, and, and they're like, come out with your hands up to people. And, and eventually they sent the, uh, which this seems cowardly to me. They sent the, the, the lady office manager out with her hands up to <laughs> explain Whoa. the situation to everyone. That's
4: probably one of those situations where it's like, you're the responsible one that talks to other people. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> Get out there and tell these cops that we SWATed ourselves. Um yeah, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. And I unfortunately didn't get to to interview him about this very much, but um he keeps trying to not work in in gambling gaming, which of course mm-hmm. you you don't want to, but the company he was working for got bought <laughs> by a, mm-hmm. a gambling company and as has happened I think like 3 times um in his career. Yeah. People internally come and pitch uh gambling game ideas like for what a gambling game should be. And I'm really curious what that pitch process is like, and I didn't get to find out. Oh wow, that's something that you don't usually. Hear I, I
4: I didn't I didn't think that there were new ideas other right. than like slight tweaks to the exploitation. Yeah, and I don't think of those as being ideas. I think of them as being you know big data uh, yeah. results, right? Yeah, like yeah. Just spreadsheet like, ideas. Right, exactly. So that I'm. Is that a thing? Do people like create from their brains new gambling games? Is that?
1: We got to have him on the show and find out. <laughs> yeah, I want to know about this. Yeah, it's really it's really curious. Um, and, and last night, we also went back to Retro City Games. And that's where I saw, which is kind of where we started the show. And that's where I saw the, the Henderson one, right? The Henderson one. Yep. And that's, that's where I saw that uh, a game I worked on, Wicked Monsters Blast, was selling with no manual for 80 bucks behind glass. <laughs> mm, I think it was the other
4: location that had Barnyard Blast, uh, also probably without manual because it had a repro insert uh, Man, behind glass. My so. games
1: are getting popular. Um,
4: no, no, your games are behind glass because they're rare. No right. because <laughs> no one ever bought them,
1: and they got released in such limited quantities because who could possibly want them in the first place?
4: Right. Uh, <laughs> the, the biggest scam of your career is making someone publish Barnyard blast.
1: I should have like held onto a pallet for like <laughs> ten years and then I'd be rich.
4: I, I I did that with mine. Oh yeah. I I have a shipping case of the 3ds collector's edition of Mega Man, and I think I bought like. 10 collector's editions of snk 40th
1: that's legitimately going to be worth my, you know i should have gotten some snk 40th because i also do think that'll be yeah it's my, my retirement fund
4: i don't think we got any free ones but i just i just made a large purchase I had, i'm like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put this away the Mega Man thing i actually did it as the studio because i saw that Shantae kickstarter and like that big reward was a sealed original Shantae, mm-hmm. and i was like oh we should have things for maybe one day and like this is not the, the studio is not the kind of environment where things survive. So uh, that stuff is in my storage, but uh, if digital eclipse uh, has use for them, they can, they can have it. But
1: yeah, that's a good idea. I was talking to the, the owner of the store. I was like, why is this game $80? And he's like, well, lately it's just been going up and it's worth even more. With the gun controllers, which I, I, I threw mine away accidentally. Not accidentally. There's, I just didn't, <laughs> didn't have room for them, and they're stupid. But it, it's, yeah. it's like a light gun game that uh, for Wii that came with guns in air quotes, which are, of course, just a piece of plastic that you can slot a Wiimote into. Right. And and so it's, it's more rare with those. I hope that somebody buys it and plays it and is like, oh, that's pretty fun. That would be nice, but it's probably not what's happening.
4: Is a uh, complete set Wii collecting a thing? Is that what's happening?
1: I wonder. I wonder. It might be because there's there's a few really expensive Wii games, but complete set is like, come on, that's like I know it's it's been done. Games. I've seen
4: it hundreds. It's, it's, I think it's thousands.
1: Yeah, it, it might be thousands,
4: plural. Yeah, it might be a little over two thousand. I would I would think in the U.S. Um, yeah, because there was a lot. There was a lot a lot of trash. Yeah. There was a lot of weird license stuff that i mean there was like you know a rankin bass root off of the red-nosed reindeer game you know like there's just all kinds of weird nonsense on the way to
1: me the one i think about is wait i gotta remember what it is um it's it's a football game starring oh,
4: jerry rice and nidus's dog football
1: exactly yeah sure. and and I, <laughs> and I met the guy who was who was the, like the creative director of it. And I was like, do you have any copies? And he's like, sure. And he brought me some to GDC. Oh, they're on eBay for
4: him right
1: now. <laughs> I'm not even so joking. Good.
4: Well, I, I haven't looked in a while, but like there, there is an account that's just constant supply of new old stock Jerry Rice and Nidus football with like yeah. some bonus goodies that are clearly like, okay, this is from someone who worked on it. Um, I first saw that game when it debuted at CES, which is hilarious. it was Mm -hmm. like the the one console game at ces was jerry rice and nidus's dog football and you should ask him about this if you're still in contact at ces they you know you know them condoms that you put on the Wii motes yeah like the the rubber condoms they had dog bone rubber condoms for the Motes at ces and i don't think that became a product or anything wow yeah i should see if he's got some he probably does he probably does you got to get on that okay Um, but I don't know, circling back to dice, maybe we should stay on topic a little bit.
1: Um, good idea.
4: I can't figure out, um, if this is just where, where GDC is now for us, like it felt that way to me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm having a hard time thinking of anyone that I didn't hang out with here that I was planning to hang out with at GDC. Are we well, just following Megan Scavio over here, or what? <laughs> <I don't... laughs>
1: so Meg- Megan used to run GDC; she was the director of GDC, and now she's in charge of Dice. Um, I do think, though, that there are people that I want to meet at GDC that aren't at Dice. Like a lot of the a lot of the indie devs aren't there, and a lot of the people, like at at my level and 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 lower, in terms of industry, uh, yeah. street cred, or uh, length of time in the industry, are just not at Dice. And I'm able to be there because. Because I judge some awards, and I judge some awards because I know the director of the show because I used to work with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, otherwise, I don't know that. Or also because I used to be a journalist and I used to go here. But I feel like it's Dice is kind of out of reach for a lot of people because I think for your purposes, it makes it makes sense like Dice becomes your GDC because I think it does. Yeah, because you need to talk to the people at the higher levels because you're talking about history and things remembered and uh who's got stuff
4: well i agree but also who's got stuff is usually the people who are lower level have have stuff in the garage you know and and so there's still it's just it's harder to i don't know um i think you're right you know for for our purposes at the foundation the the people i'm talking to most are like i don't want to get like super super into it but the, the kind of things we're talking about lately are like should we be providing services to, like, events teams at larger companies, right? Yeah. Like, can we make a business out of, like, setting up little table exhibits or whatever at, like, company events? Like, that—that—that—that that, that, that is something... Uh, it's just a thing that's floating around right now, but it's like, yeah, like, that's not, you know, the the programmers, right? Like, like yeah. That's, yeah. that's people at a higher level or, like, at publishers, not developers, stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it does... Kind of make more sense for us to target Dice, but at the same time, I can't quite figure out my place at Dice, which is sponsored by the Strong Museum of Play. (laughs) um So, like, when when I bring that up to people at the show, they're like, "Oh, because you're competitors." Like, no, not really. But like, 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 that's not how it works, right? We we are similar institutions on opposite sides of the country and like we're friends we collaborate even you know like we we get together once a quarter and have a call and stuff like that like i donate stuff there i tell people to donate it's not a competition thing but they are sponsoring the show so i feel like i'm on their turf yeah you know, so like this isn't a show where i feel like i can do fundraising but it is a show where i feel like i can have conversations about
1: you you can meet people to fundraise later
4: right or i don't know most of my conversations weren't money they were more um
1: here i am here's what i do
4: oh right well it's more how can we provide services for you and also what do you have person you know um like and and you know i had a nice Amount of just stumbling into conversations and and learning about stuff. Like I was walking by and someone saw the badge and they, and they were like, "Oh, you're that thing in Emeryville, right?" It's like, "Yes, I am. Hello." And and he's like, "Yeah, you know, my dad worked at Single Track on all the twisted metal games, and you know, I I think you should scan all the stuff. Like, Great, you know, like like just running into people like that, uh, yeah. or like I don't think we recorded this. So I'll just tell the story again. We were we were at a party one of the nights, and I was just kind of. I don't know, zoning out, staring into nothing, or so I thought. That nothing ended up being a woman, which is always an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, I walked over to her and I was like, "Sorry, I wasn't staring, I was zoning out." Because you noticed, like, yeah. so I suddenly made eye contact with this lady and was like, "Oh, I've been staring at this person. Oops." Um, but I went over and talked to her, and she saw my badge. She's like, "Oh, I worked at EA for twenty years. Uh, I should bring over some boxes of stuff. I'm just over in Burling Games." Like, cool. Yeah, And then we started talking and she was like, "Do you ever play Road Rash? I was like, yeah. Um, she's like, the original on the Sega. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, and she's like, there's that old lady in the walker that you could like hit. And it's like, yeah. She's like, that was me. Like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> and then she's like, all right, there's also, I don't remember if it was this one or Road Rash 3D. She's like, okay, so there's like cars that you have to avoid. Cause I, he was like, yeah. She's like, there's like, only like three of them. I was like, yep, sure. She's like, there's a big Chrysler. That's my Chrysler. It's like, cool. She's like, also, it was the same make, model, and color as the one in the Love Shack video. And I was like, the one that's as big as a whale. And she's like, yeah, that one. So,
1: she doesn't have that car anymore. Wasn't she also one of the racers?
4: Yes, she was one of the racers in the FMVs in Road Rash 3D. So, I'm sure she has this distinguished development and or publishing career. (laughs) Right.
1: But this is what we are interested in. Yeah,
4: exactly. But yeah, she worked there from '88 to 2008, and she's talking about weird Dev Kitty stuff that's just in boxes. Like, cool, bring it over. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Um. So that's that's kind of how my show was. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's literally like strong museum stuff in the gift bag. You know, I just yeah. And, and, and there's there's a brochure. That's just everywhere at the show about the Strong Museum's 90,000 square foot expansion <laughs> that's opening yeah. in June. I have 1,000 square feet, period. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I just like introducing us as like a place that you should donate to on their turf here. I mean, going back to sort of the beginning of this conversation where it's like you go to Dice to pretend like you have money so that people give you money. Yeah. Which I think we excel at. I think people think the Video Game History Foundation is way bigger than it is. Mm -hmm. And that's a purpose that's very, very intentional. But it's hard to convey any kind of money compared to uh, the Strong Museum, which is funded by a trust from the widow of uh, the Kodak Empire. I don't have one of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's actually weirdly kind of similar for me because I think I'm pretty good at... I mean, since I have largely because I have a social media presence and I ran a a magazine for many years, people kind of know who I am, and so they know when my games have come out or whatever uh right and like to a way outsized degree versus consumers, <laughs> like yeah, developers know that my games have come out and and publishers do, and they're like oh how's how's it going? I saw you had this blah blah blah. Whereas consumers are, are are like blissfully unaware that my games have been released. <laughs> but uh you know that that kind of helps us to actually get to have good conversations with with those people and and raise money f- from publishers and things like that because they were were at the very least a known quantity. So it's yeah. yeah, it it I don't know, it's 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 kind of interesting. Did you get to actually like pitch? I did. I did a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah, cool. I did a few pitches, but for, for a lot of dice, it's me walking around, seeing people and them remembering I exist, me remembering they exist and, uh, them thinking, Oh, hey, what, 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 what do you got coming down the pipe right now? Let's check it out. And that happens much more at dice than it happens at other places. And it's like dice is where you set up meetings for GDC in a way. Mm, like you, 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 that you, makes sense. Yeah. Pre- like the preface is here and then the follow through is there. Um, oh, everyone's...
4: yeah. Come to think of it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, I, I have not <laughs> set up meetings for GDC. Right. But it's like, I'm, I'm going to go through my stack of business cards, which is like five um, and be like, hey, what's up at GDC? Should we see each other? <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's the same thing where it's like the, the biggest utility of this show, at least this year for me, is just like, I remember me. I exist. Oh, yeah, you. Right. And 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 for the kind of stuff we do. I don't remember what the number is, but, but you see a commercial like 12 times before you remember it. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I always think of that with us where it's just like I just always want to show up at these places and be this face. And then when you think of video game preservation, you think of my beautiful face. Yeah. Um, and then you go from there. So like when someone's like, oh, I have all this stuff. You know, if you've seen me 12 times, you might be like, oh, there was this guy. Yeah, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I really struggled with that, this event, because I'm continuing to mask mm-hmm. t- during it. And I was one of maybe three people that was doing it. And the, one of the other people that was doing it was Matthew Kumar, who was staying in my hotel room. So, like, it yeah. was uh, very few people were masked. And, you know, I probably saw half the people I usually see because there are people who only recognize my full face, not the top up. Right. <laughs> so, yeah.
4: People, people stare at your mouth a lot. You know? Yeah.
1: And so it's, <laughs> yeah, uh,
4: that 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 the telltale Brandon Sheffield, uh, lip curvature.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'm known for it. But, uh, I talked to a developer who was like, he was like, you know, I, I need to pitch for money here and I don't feel like I will succeed if I'm wearing a mask because I, I'm mm. i like really worried about getting COVID. I really don't want to get it. I had it like three months ago and it was terrible, but I don't feel like people will take me seriously if I have a mask on. That was really sad.
4: I have not figured out like I was not masked at the show and that surprised me <laughs> <laughs> like, and I haven't figured out what happened yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like something something shifted for me it's something peer pressure-y but i don't know what it was
1: but in, in a way the peer pressure helps me to be contrarian <laughs> yeah so it makes me <laughs> dig my feet in extra hard and be like no
4: yeah, you added an extra mask because no one was masked yeah i don't know You saw tim tim schaefer got it even though he was masked
1: did he this trip yeah yep blasted um, yeah. well i'm still testing negative over here um cool so yeah, I mean, what did we do? We ate some some black cheese, black black <laughs> ch- cheddar with with lemon. Um, we uh some some candied hibiscus. Yeah, that
4: was that was a good party. Uh, that was the food highlight of the show, was For the black cheese sure. and the candied hipiscus. biscuits. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> one night I stayed up until 6.30 in the morning, and uh, it was a big mistake and made Matthew Kumar really unhappy because we came in <laughs> shrieking. It was mostly Chris Kraft who was shrieking. Yeah. And uh, I got to eat some good food off the strip. We got to drive around go to some nice places, uh, well, video game <laughs> stores mostly. And I think it was it was by and large a successful show. I think that too.
4: I, I, I can't figure out if I regret that on the last night after uh, I accidentally abandoned you <laughs> hanging out with people, I ended up in some crowd that was like walking to the Encore, which is like that fancy hotel to go to some sweet thing. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of a large-ish group, but I'm, I don't, I didn't have anything to do, so I was walking with them. And then I, I, after a few minutes, I kind of realized the only person that I knew um is uh, our mutual friend, Anita Tong, mm-hmm. uh, who I was hanging out with. But... Like we're walking and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to know anyone but Anita. And I don't want to put anyone in the position of like
1: being your one friend or whatever. You know what I mean?
4: Like, right, exactly. So I was like, "Mm, I'm just going to go to my mom's house. But for all I know, that sweet party was like the place to be. So yeah, maybe, maybe I regret that.
1: I did do the sweet party kind of thing last year. And, you know, I went up with one person I knew. And then uh, once I got there, it was like, I know everyone here so
4: yeah that's that's what i keep thinking it's like oh i bet all the cool people are at whatever this is
1: it probably was but um whatever next year whatever we'll still be around next year i'll get in i'll get in good yeah yeah Okay, well, we did it. We did it. Um, we've successfully completed a podcast episode. I think um, it's going to be a weird one to listen to, of v- extremely variable audio quality. Well, I, I think this last part was actually—I don't know. Well, I, I
4: think there's a lot of good stuff. Like, I, like I suspect the Adventure Dome segment's pretty rough. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yes, maybe you just I cut that. So.
1: We'll see. Maybe you won't. <laughs> because even it's hear like
4: that. we were also all of us really tired, right? Yeah. I think you should cut it, but keep this part in, so people are like, "What's the Adventure Dome?" <laughs>
1: it's just a series of us listing arcade games we can see from far away
4: (laughs) maybe that's the bonus credit maybe keep this in Mm -hmm. and then the bonus credit is like okay the the boring thing they were talking about at the end of the dice (laughs) episode is now a bonus segment and you have to subscribe to patreon to hear this boring segment
1: yeah yeah (laughs) get get the Go to insertcredit.com slash Patreon. I'm not used to saying the words, so... (laughs) Yeah. I almost forgot what it was. Um, Yeah. Well, that's it from us. Uh, Okay. Frank, get on your plane when you can. I know it's delayed. If they'll they'll let me, I keep delaying it. All of the flights were getting delayed, and I I went up to the kiosk because I saw that uh, Oakland flight was, was delayed, and I was like is my flight delayed? And they were like, mm-hmm, and in a really bad mood, so I didn't ask further. But it turned out that my flight was not delayed. <laughs> the flight prior to mine was delayed past my flight. So the ah. the the 9.30 Oakland flight was delayed till uh, 10.45, but the 10.25 flight was right on time.
4: Well, all right. Good for me. I hope mine does not get delayed, delayed a third time, because I would like to go to my house
1: fingers crossed all right all right well i'll see you back over here okay okay all right bye bye forever
4: Game over, yeah! insert credit show is a production of insert credit This episode was hosted by Brandon Sheffield with Alex Jaffe, Chris Kohler, Frank Sifaldi, Ali McLean, Matthew Kumar, and Chris Graft appearing
2: in this episode. Edited by me, Esper Quinn, (laughs) with music by Kurt Feldman. Thanks for listening.